This is Hack the Dino. I'm, I'm not getting any better at these mid-show intros or like normal show intros as those of you who are uh, listening to this on the correct timeline of Linear Pass. My name is Ben Rosenthal. I'm one of the co-hosts here at Hack the Dino and I am joined by one of my co-hosts, Mr. Floppy Starrick, Xbox's biggest fan. Hi, Floppy. Hello, everyone. How are we today? Are we enjoying this train wreck of an intro? Uh, they always enjoy it. That's why they come back in, in their uh, uh, single digits to... <laughs> To listen to our wonderful... What have you been up to in the past week, Floppy? Oh, I've been playing some games, playing some little nightmares, mate. A little bit of Super Metroid. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't we talk about that uh, last time that the people heard us? Possibly. Yeah, but do you know what we're going to talk about this time? We're going to... You know you know, video games, right? Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, of them. Old video games. Yes. Sometimes those old video games cost stupid amounts of money. No. And do you know what happens when you cost stupid amounts of money? Well, people want you. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, we sit down and we, we give you the 10 most expensive Super Nintendo games because, of course, Floppy, it's yeah. the 30th anniversary of the Super Nintendo in the power region of which you and I are currently residing. That is true. You know what else we're going to talk about? What are we going to talk we're about? We're going to talk about questions that our, uh, our lovely viewers have written in. Questions such as, which fictional character would you like to play bikini badminton with? And why is Ben so handsome and virile? That and was a where bit did of a he go one. by the end of the episode? Well, we, we don't need to address that one. But, okay. um, you know, uh, if, you, if you would like to ask us questions at some point, you can by heading over to our Discord, which is where we grab our questions from. That's where the questions live and roam free. We believe in free-roaming questions, where they are raised ethically and with proper food. I only feed them grain. And then when the time comes, we lead them into the shed and we slit their throat and no. then answer them no. for you on the show. No, we do not. So head on over to hackthedino.com and follow us on all the social things there, but especially our Discord, especially YouTube, and all the other places that you can see on our skill tree. But Floppy, first. Yes. Do you know what I would like to steal? What would you like to steal, Ben? Expensive Super Nintendo games. And because <laughs> this Not is... Not from the... this guy. I've got <laughs> Alien 3 and Uni Rally, mate. Mech Warrior. Mech Warrior. Th- hey, that's the one I've got boxed. Uh... Because it is the 30th anniversary of the Super Nintendo, I decided to do a little bit of research and find out what the 10 most expensive Super Nintendo games in the PAL region are. Now, this is all based on pricecharting.com, which is an aggregate uh, site that takes into how much things sell for uh, eBay and and private sales and their own personal opinion as well. Uh, And I've got... Uh, the the order of which they appear, 10 being the least expensive, 1 being the most expensive, is based off cart-only prices. Because let's face it, if you ever find any of these games, it's going to be the cart-only. These are all cart-only prices? No, no, no. There's uh, there's three prices there, but I'll get into that. Don't worry. So coming in at number 10 is a game called Demon's Crest. Now, this was a follow-up to to Gargoyle's Quest uh, on the Game Boy and Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh... After being regulated to its hidden gem status for a while, fans have increasingly grown appreciative of Demon's Crest's mix of standard platforming with mild RPG elements. However, since the rising from uh, sorry, however, after rising from obscurity, values have leveled off a bit since 2013 and have only increased about 15% over five years. So Demon's Crest, if you find a cartridge, is worth around about 152 Australian dollars. If you find it in its box, which we can see on the screen there, you're looking at about $420. Yeah. 
If you happen to find a brand new, never open copy before, for some miraculous reason, like it was behind the fridge or something, $515 you're looking at there. ridiculous, mate. Isn't that Never silly? heard of the game. Give me 20 um, bucks. Do you want to take number nine, Floppy? I will take number... Now, how do you say? That's why I said you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be... A, I'm going to try a few different pronunciations. Yep. Just someone yell out in the chat when you think I've got it right. There's... Hagane. That's what it is. Good. Yep. I was going to also try Hagany. 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 G'day, mate. Hey, you want to play some Hagany? Uh, anyway, the final conflict. Uh, so this was a hidden gem for many years and has recently become one of the best Super Nintendo collector's pieces. Uh, just a handful of years ago, you could find a copy of this for around 50 bucks. I'm assuming that meant uh, in cart. Yeah, just cart. Yeah, only. just cart. Yep. Only 50 bucks. However, in July of 2012, Mike of AVGN posted this video of an obscure SNES game that praised uh, Hagane and mentioned it being a blockbuster, a blockbuster, yep. blockbuster exclusive title. Mm -hmm. Although some blockbuster store managers mentioned that they saw it sold new in electronic boutique stores. I wonder if electronic Ooh. boutiques has them anywhere else, like just hiding in their warehouse or something. No, I doubt not. <laughs> no? Mate, they love money too much. They would have got rid of them. Yeah, uh, the game itself is a side-scrolling action game from uh, Hudson Soft mm -hmm. that has a graphical style that feels more at home on the Genesis or the TG-16 and a gameplay style that seems inspired by the likes of Shinobi 3 on the Genesis. Yeah, I should have got some gameplay footage here, but uh, I thought having the box drilled into your head is a lot more important because if you see, see that, that out box, in the wild, grab get it. it. Grab it, give me a call and say I've got it. I wonder how I wonder if it was true that they saw it in EBs. Uh, I, I, from memory I think it was yeah an, uh, an exclusive to EB games. Yeah. Uh, so cart only if you can find this thing. You're looking at 153 154 bucks. Mm -hmm. Quite expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, in box. Mm -hmm. You're looking at 430 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then brand new. If you have Okay, so if you found this brand new and sealed, you're looking at a cool crisp one thousand and forty-six dollars. That's insane. Are you kidding me, Retro man? Retro prices are just going through the roof, and we're only on number nine. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Okay, number eight is the Lethal Enforcers Gun Bundle. That's cool. So we all remember Lethal Enforcers on the arcade. This was an arcade port of it. Uh, it was a big box game. In fact, a lot of the games on this list are big box games. Uh, the Super Scope was the official light gun of the Super Nintendo, uh, but few knew about. This one, which was released by Kenobi, it's called The Justifier. <laughs> That's so cool. It makes it sound like Judge Dredd's gun. Yeah, so Lethal Enforcers was a very faithful arcade port, but mostly sought after for its support of two simultaneous light guns, something that neither the NES, NES Zapper nor the Super Soap could do. So you could play two people on the same screen at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, however, to do this, you need to pick up the Pink Player 2 Justifier, which is actually system neutral. So it'll work on the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, and the uh, Sega Mega CD. That's so pretty cool. I think you've got a picture there of the single box as well, Jazz. Um, just under Justifier, it should pop up, and you will see the box that it comes in as well. Now, uh, for just the big box, so the game uh, of Lethal Enforcers with the blue gun, the big box there, if you find it, uh, uh, the game and, and the gun loose, it's $193. If you find it in its box, used, uh, that's the single one there that you could find. Oh, yeah. Uh, find it in its box, $330. And if you find it brand new mint, it's $866. Right. pricey. Number seven. What's our number seven All right. game? Now, you know what? I've only ever said this name from reading it, never mm -hmm. from hearing someone else say it. Mm -hmm. 
So I wonder if I pronounce it the same as everyone else does. What? Mega Man X2. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I just had this moment then of like, I've never heard anyone else say this. <laughs> I wonder if they say 12. No. Or X2. Like yeah, X2. Uh, so this game featured the same graphics as the first game, mm -hmm. but was enhanced thanks to the use of the uh, CX4 yep. graphics chip, which was installed in the cartridge. That's really cool. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Uh, the chip allowed for semi-transparencies and 3D's effects. Yeah, so Mega Man X2 and Mega Man X3 are the only two Super Nintendo games to have that chip, which is why they're so sought why I after. I probably haven't heard of it. Um, yeah. Uh, again, a great game. In this game, you get the Shuriken. These things, these games are like bullshit hard, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I've I, never finished I've only ever game. tried to play a couple of them, and I don't think I ever got past the first level. Mm. Like bullshit hard. I bet uh, Antos like, goes through them like no one's business. I reckon Triple ND would have just reamed through them. <laughs> Mega Man is easy, he says. Uh, okay, so if you find this in cart form, you're looking at 207 bucks. Uh, I'd have to double check that, actually, because I know Mega Man X has dropped in price majorly majorly yeah. Triple Indies also just brought up it's probably pronounced Cross because of Chairman so it's probably yeah, Mega Man Cross 2 but no well no in but, Japan it's Rockman so oh, okay uh, if you find this thing in its box that you can see up there on the pretty little screen uh, you're looking at 540 bucks and brand new and brand new if you find this bad boy sealed uh, $1,014 that's <laughs> crazy what a jump <laughs> all for the sake that you've some you know now you have to take the sticky tape off. Uh, no, no, you don't do that. You know what? If you don't, if you find a box game that's sealed and you don't play it, you are taking the piss out of everyone that made that thing. Yeah, and wasting what? How much money? Uh, oh, only about five hundred dollars. I'd say you're not wasting it. Well, yeah, you are. If you buy a sealed one and then open it, buy by five hundred dollars. Don't buy the sealed one. Buy the open one so you can play it. Yeah. All right. Speaking of playing, our number what? Okay, whatever, Ben. Uh, number sixth most expensive PAL Super Nintendo game is Castlevania <laughs> Vampire's Kiss. Uh, so it's also called uh, Dracula X. It's an adaptation of Rondeo of Blood for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The original version of the game was previously released in Japan for the PC Engine. So a loose cart will cost you $210 in the box, which is we can see on the screen there, $447. And brand spanking new, $1,161. I bet, yeah, if Anto got this uh, sealed, he'd open it and play it. Really? Because he likes Castlevania. He's crazy. Can I just also point out, Triple Indy was taking the piss, but we've also, about the cross, but we've also just realized I'm now like Rodden Burgundy. I'll just read anything that's on the fucking teleprompter. Yep. <laughs> Yep, good, good, <laughs> good. All right, good num number five. Oh, I got number five. I got this one. Uh, so number five is Super Metroid, the big box. Uh, these big box things look cool. Mm. Um, but like we've been to sit here, big boxes are collectible. Uh, as most separated, or are collectible because most people separated them, I'm assuming for space saving circuit, like Well, reasons. so if you get given a big box, so this one here, Super Metroid, came with the game, but yeah. also the um, manual, the, the guide. Yeah. Super Metroid guide. So you'd take so, the guide and put it on a shelf. You'd get rid of that big box. Exactly. So the box here, you look at it, uh, it doesn't look that big because there's no, obviously, any uh, way to tell how mm. big it actually is, but this was literally a big box. It was yeah. approximately this big. So about the size of a book for our podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as you said, Floppy, Yeah, they, back uh, in the day, you wouldn't have kept that. No, because they take it apart and they take all the things out of it and go, oh, well, I don't need this now. Boom. Um, yeah, crazy. What are, what prices are we looking at? Uh, so if you, if you find the cart for Super Metroid, 210? Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep. I have the cart for this. No, 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 no. 
that's different. This, the, what are you talking about? It was a different cart for the big box? Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Cool, because you almost made me shit myself a little bit. But I think the cart is up there. Like, you're looking probably for Metroid from memory. It's probably an $80 game. Yeah, $60, I didn't pay that. <laughs> uh, if you find this thing in the box, uh, not that much different. 290 Yep. Uh, which is cool. But if you find this thing sealed, oh, it's a cheapie. It's under a grand. $914. bucks. <laughs> i will buy two. Okay, number four is Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. Um, now, while that may not sound special, this one actually came in a tin and it was limited to 5,000 oh, copies. That's cool. Uh, it came with a pin as well. Uh, there were only 5,000 made, as I mentioned before, but what really is special about this is that tin gets scratched up and dented super easy. Yeah, So to it. find a really nice, pristine... Um, tin with the number on it and everything looking nice it is super hard to come across uh so to have just the t obviously just the tin uh you're looking at 283 dollars uh to have it looking like what we can see on the screen there fairly new and polished you're looking at 765 dollars if you can find one that has not been opened and is brand new you are looking at 1926 dollars that's so much money yeah, I know, right? I do want to grab this. I almost bought one a couple of years back. And For $1,926? No, 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 it was beat to hell. And the reason I didn't buy it was because it was beat to hell. It was like rusting out in the bottom as well because it was really cheap tin. But yeah, I need to sort of chase this down. There's not a lot around. Game Boy Dad's also reminded me where I got Super Metroid from. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, him. <laughs> All right, next again, floppy. Uh, next one is so number, number three, three is Starwing Competition Cartridge. Uh, so much like the Donkey Kong competition cartridges, this Star Fox cart was used by Blockbuster for game tournaments. Uh, and extra carts were sold off by Blockbuster and Nintendo Power. Mm -hmm. uh, an article included the original packaging suggests that the Star Fox weekend cart actually had a smaller production number, around 2,000, uh, than the Donkey Kong cart, which, do we know how many that had? Not uh, no, I think it was about 3,000. Yeah. Not much difference. Uh, but for some reason, the Star Fox cart has shown up on auction sites a bit more often and has fetched a lower price. Uh, I wonder if that's just more pop not as popular and not as iconic as Donkey Kong, no, I, I guess. I think you'd be right, yeah. Uh, so back in 2013, it had been listed on eBay a number of times, not sold for asking prices uh, of 255 285 But as more interest in Super Nintendo collecting has grown over the years, we've seen loose copies sell for 1000 bucks on eBay. Uh, it doesn't seem that this cartridge was offered with packaging like Donkey Kong Country Car, but there were other related items offered. i got to say, I need to get one of these carts the, these competition carts are, are sort of like grail items for me they're right up there with chrono trigger i, I really need, yeah like, if you had a choice between chrono trigger or this probably this really just because yeah. there's more of a chance of you finding a chrono well, trigger i like rarities like that thing that i managed i talked to you today oh. about don't say what it is because i'm saving it but i uh king kaiju from king kaiju collectibles uh recently got me a auction winning bid on something i've been after for very many years on a japanese auction site so I'm waiting for him to send it over to me. Uh, as soon as he does, I'll, I'll reveal it here on, on Hack the Dino. And Ben's going to stream himself using it. So, <laughs> so be sure to subscribe to Hack the Dino by going to hackthedino.com. <laughs> Press subscribe. and. Uh... I like that Jazz is chiming in. Ben has never mentioned this game. <laughs> I don't need it's to probably tell you a lot that he doesn't tell you that he wants to buy. I haven't even mentioned to Jazz what Ostie won me. So <laughs> that's going to come as a surprise. Oh, we should do a reaction ah! video. Jazz, will you do a reaction video for when Ben reveals his uh, his latest um, purchase? 
Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Triple um, Indy has asked if it's an erotic print of Shigeru Miyamoto. No, I've already got that. Don't worry about that. It's one. right next to the Kojima it's one. It's got like seven. Yeah, well, you know. You Every need... time I go to the bathroom, there's one staring at me. It's weird. Well, I told you, just put it back up on the roof. All right. All right, number two. Uh, did you do the prices? Oh, no, I didn't. So, uh, loose cart for the Starwing competition cart. You're looking at 283. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you find that bad boy in a box, 595. Well, you if... wouldn't find it in a box. It'd just be brand newish. So brand newish, sorry. The, the, in the cart is basically any condition, basically. Yeah. And uh, so, brand new, uh, 1,548. Ridiculous. It's a lot of money. No one's going to pay that. He will. No, I won't. I wasn't going to pay uh, like more than three hundred dollars from one of my favorite games ever. Like, what makes you think I'm going to go fifteen hundred for a game that isn't as good as its sequel? Fair. Okay, number two, Mega Man X three. I think it's cross three. Uh, now this is worth a lot, obviously, because there was a low print run came out towards the end of the Super Nintendo. Uh, Mega Man X three has essentially doubled in value every three years since two thousand and ten. Mega Man X3 was one of two games to use a specialized chip called the CX4, which we went into uh, previously. Uh, because of this chip, is an oddity and has some of the best graphics on the Super Nintendo. It is also quite a bit hard to find. Uh, so if you find a cart only for this, which this uh, version needs, <laughs> you're looking at uh, $582. If you find a box and manual and cart, you're looking at $1,070. If you find a brand new shrink wrap version, you, my friend, are looking at $3,600. Never for a game I can't even get past the first level on. <laughs> that is so, that's a car. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, but you can't drive it. Oh, well, yeah. Far out. There's only one, there is only one thing that's more ridiculous than that, though. And it's our number one? It is our number one. Floppy. What is the number one most expensive Super Nintendo Power game? Okay, I will just say, just before I t- yell the name, I'd totally have this in my collection. I know you would. You know I would, because I like lame shit. <laughs> <laughs> number this game one. actually isn't that bad, truth be told. None of them are, neither is MechWarrior, but... No, that is. Uh, um, so number one most expensive, ridiculously expensive SNES game is... Batman Forever Limited Edition. So first of all... Another big box. Another big box. Do we know why it was a limited edition? I will tell you. It was sold at Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> it was sold only at Woolworths. It includes the game. You can see that. It includes a making of the, the of VHS, a Batman diary, a sticker, and a competition entry form, and the outer slipcase. Mm. Uh, in early t- in early 2018, this thing sold for a grand. I now, know what th- I know what you're thinking. A grand? We've had games that have been more worth more than that. Because uh, a mere three years later, this thing just the cart will uh, will jump you 598 bucks. Mm-hmm. The in the box 1,616 dollars. If you find this bad boy sealed, this this item of Woolies gold, um, you're looking at 4,200 bucks. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And there's only a handful of these made, and because they only come out in Woolworth stores. 
Why the fuck did they come out and win? I don't know. It's just something that they organized a, a tie-in. Oh, man. I bet you they never thought that would be worth any money. They but it's like, always the bad games, always the games with the low run that didn't sell very well that are worth the most. Like the mask. Like uh, Days Days Before Christmas is another expensive Super Nintendo and Sega game because yeah. it's a horrible, awful game, but sold mi- uh, not millions. Uh, didn't sell that much, but... I forgot what I was saying because I was thinking about Snowboard Kids 2 which is a PAL only game and that thing goes for stupid amounts of money on the Nintendo 64 yeah so if you're out there um, and you've got a Batman Forever limited edition from Woolworths just sitting in your cupboard complete uh, complete which doesn't have to be stupid maybe holding up your your TV yeah and you're like man Floppy really liked that game that'd be heaps cool his birthday's next week yeah just give it to Ben kind of stepped on my point there man well that's what I do I, uh, I, I bat block you. Bat block me? That's right. I bat flick you. No, 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 no. I'm going to bat flick you. Hey, Floppy. Yes, mate. Deals! Every time. Yeah. Gets me to love it. All right, we've got some cool free, uh, games, free games and deals for you. I've actually gone, I think it's, yeah, no, there is free games and deals. No, it's just free deals. Grimes. Free games, free grimes, and some deals for Rick you. So grimes. on the <laughs> Rick Grimes. On the Switch. Carl! This week, get yourself Human Fall Flat. Have you ever played this game, Ben? No, but I've heard very good things about it. so good. It is a physics-based game, like puzzle game, going through different levels where you are this uh, ragdoll-type human that sort of flops around. and uh, A little bit of momentum carries you places. It, like, this thing is cool, man. Yeah? This thing is cool. It's normally 30 bucks. Get it now. 12 bucks. Bargain. Jump on it. And then fall off of it. Sweet. So cool. All right. Next one from Switch is uh, a game that I I haven't played these, but I've always meant to get into them, is the Ease series. So this one is Ease 8, the Lacrimosa of, I'm going to go Dana, Dana, Dana. Uh, reason it caught my eyes, because it is one of those games I've always wanted to play. It's like an RPG style thing. Looks kind of Fire Emblem-y. Looks kind of uh, Final Fantasy-esque. Cool character designs, cool music, cool combat. Usually really cool storylines in these things. Uh, a lot of people love them. This thing's normally 90 bucks, down to 30. Can't cool. really go past that if you like these games. Uh, there you go. Game Boy Dad is in the chat, is playing this at the moment. I hope you didn't pay 80 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my last game for the Switch. Now, before we put up the video, please, Jez. Um, I'm going to bet at least three people in our Discord will buy this. Three? Really? Okay, four. Whoa. I reckon at least four people, one of them will be me, uh, will buy this. This one is normally 15 bucks. It's gone down to $4.50 on the Switch. This is cat milk. Run that video, Jazz. So in this game, you play a white cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you jump. You, you Your mission is to go find milk mm-hmm. and then go home. Mm-hmm. Townsy, tell me you're not going to play this. Jazz is pissing herself laughing over there. Well, I guess someone had to. Look at this. Look at this. If you're not gonna if you don't pay forty-five dollars forty-five dollars, four dollars fifty for this, you're you're crazy. This looks like a shareware game that I used yeah. to play on my three six. Like, it looks like Commander Keen. Captain Cosmic or Captain Comic, I should it's say. It's like you've got to just get to the end of the level is the screen. It doesn't make any sense. Why are those blicks ho- blocks hovering in midair? You've got to get the milk and then you've got to get back to your cat house, which is a dog house for some weird reason. This game's silly. Nah. At least four of us are going to play this. I bet it. Please be honest. Throw it up when you buy it. Uh, Oh, I'll be throwing up all right. Don't worry about that. (laughs) From all the off milk. Uh, On the PlayStation, there's some pretty cool deals this week. Uh, You can get Doom Eternal, the deluxe edition. So that has the full game 
of Doom Eternal, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's so such a wicked, such a polished, fast-paced first-person shooter. And the music, oh my god! Oh, dude, the music is unreal. You unlock albums in this too in your little home base. Uh, but you get battle mode. You get two extra campaign expansions. So it's two full campaign expansions that you get. Whether it was the first season of DLC, uh, and you also get like class- a classic weapon sound pack to make your weapons sound like they did in the original Doom. Sweet. Uh, normally one hundred and forty-four ninety-five, uh, down to thirty-six bucks. That is a good that is a deal. So much saving. Sorry, that is a good deal. Deals. Uh, okay, next one is a personal favorite of mine. Actually, these are all personal favorites. That's why I chose them. Yep. I want you to play good games that I like. Not yeah, necessarily like good. So let me rephrase that. I like you to play games I like. Not good games. Uh, now, next one is great game. Ace Combat 7. Uh, Jumanji. There's a new Jumanji game coming. Yeah, it looks like trash. I know, right? It looks like the other one. Uh, Ace Combat 7. Have you played Ace Combat 7 before? Or have you no. Got any, you got I, oh, hang on. No, I've got Ace Combat on the Super Nintendo. Ah, yeah, I was going to say, these started out on Super Nintendo in that era. Yeah. Uh, this game is freaking awesome. So it's, an, it's more arcadey than a flight sim. But uh, it looks phenomenal. It's like, I would go as far as to say photorealistic. This thing is unreal. It takes place in a sort of an alternate world where I guess sea levels have risen. So your main form of military yeah, is... An um, alternate world yeah, where the sea levels have risen. Just 20 years from now. 20? Uh, you're generous. I'm living in hope. Uh, where your main force of... Um, uh, main sort of main military force is your air force, but it's made up. Your air forces are made up of like a generations of different aircraft that have all either you know World War Two and up, and then some futuristic type things too. Amazing soundtrack, Triple Endley said. Uh, this thing is um, oh, and it has VR capability on the PlayStation. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Not for every mission, but for some missions. Uh, so normally one hundred and seven ninety nine. Is, it would be really good if the VR compatibility for this game was like when you're at your base making a cup of tea and then you have to play not oh, so going, going out for a flight, you know. <laughs> uh, so normally 107, uh, down to 21.59. Like massive savings. For, if you have played any of the Ace Combats, or even if you haven't, but you like a bit of a arcadey flight sim with war and stuff like that, dogfighting. Um, there's bombing missions, dogfighting missions, there's everything. And a cool single-player story that, that plays out via cutscenes. Get on it. It's great. Is uh, it the story, um, oh, we're going to go fly a plane again? Oh, Jesus. Nah, there's like warring factions and stuff like that. It's, it's very cool. Uh, the third game for PlayStation is a game I like, I like to think of it as a hidden gem. I played mm. it because it was a shorter game. It was great. No one's ever heard of it. And it's called Murdered Soul Suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is normally 25 bucks. Not a very expensive game anyway. It's on special for $2.49. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a shorter game. It's probably eight hours. Okay. If you really want, you could finish it in a day. Right. Uh, Sounded good. It is good. It is good. You get to solve your own murder. Essentially, you're a cop that was investigating a serial killer. You get killed. You come back into this like purgatorial world of dusk where you've got, uh, you know, you rely on your investigative powers as a, as a cop and supernatural powers that you've got from being So you're a killed. ghost detective? Yes. Wow. Speaking of um, language. It's really cool. It is really cool. You still get to solve the... Um, you find the serial killer and solve your own murder in the same time. And you can move between bodies and stuff to say hidden from other specters. Like, it is just cool, man. And it's all in this sort of... this uh, Salem, I think it's called, is the place that it, uh, that it all happens in. But yeah, very cool. Um, there's a few things over on Games Pass. Some cool stuff came to Games Pass this week. Uh, number one being Psychonauts 2. Woo! 
Can you talk to us about Psychonauts, Ben? You've uh, been looking into this, haven't you? Uh, yeah, so I wrote an episode of uh, Xbox Legacy Cast, which we're actually recording tomorrow to come out next week, uh, on Psychonauts 1 and the development hell that they went in there. I think the first game came out in 2005, so this is literally long time ago. 16 years in the making. Um, yeah, Psychonauts has got a huge fan following. I've never actually played it that much. Um, but yeah, one of the, I think the editor in chief of GPN is a big Psychonauts fan and he specifically requested it. So when the editor in chief requests something, you do it. You do it. <laughs> I read somewhere that the, the voice actor for Raz is the same guy from like Inside of Invader Zim. Yep. I think. Yep. Uh, not Zim though. He, he was, um. Was he someone else or was he Zim? No, he wasn't Zim. No. Uh, it, it was, uh, da, 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 not Gur. That's his robot. Who's, um, who's, who's these protagonists? I don't know. Antagonist? But uh, to jump into Michael Townsend, yeah, same voices from the first one, apparently. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, really cool games coming out on Game Pass. You can play it for free if you have Game Pass, which you should all have because it's uh, it's a good time. It's a good time for everyone. Yes. All right. Next one in Games Pass is Quake. We've all heard of Quake. If you haven't played it, you've heard of Quake. Surprise drop as well. Yeah, no one knew and it just... just dropped man it's this also thing... available on playstation and switch but you have to pay for it there yeah so games pass you can just if you already have game pass you've already paid for it essentially and it's just yours uh one of the original and quintessential first person shooters and where rocket jumping originally came from yes yeah you're right i mm. forgot about that yeah. uh so they got the original game they've up it it's got 4k support this thing is unreal mm. if you've never played quake or you want to see where you know all your first person shooters you love today came from it's this and doom yep and Wolfenstein. This was the first game that I played like a PvP thing on. Well, I mean, I think uh, Quake is responsible for the PvP and also responsible for sort of like the competition first-person shooter genre. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't responsible, it was the one that was the most popular one at the time, I think. Mm. But uh, yeah, sort jump of on it. Off. Uh, there's rumors of a new rebooted Quake coming as well. I haven't really announced it. No, they, I've heard the same thing. Like, I'll probably I'll boot this up and I'll play this for some nostalgic values. Like, I just, think I yeah. will as well. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah. All right, number number three for Games Pass in our lame sca- last game for deals is a little thing called 12 Minutes. Yeah, before we get into this, Braden just left us a message uh, and just wanted to say apparently it's super dark, so possible trigger warning. Worth oh, looking yes. into if there are certain topics that could be triggering. So yeah. just keep that in mind before you do jump into this one. Yeah, so 12 Minutes, yeah, it is. it does deal with some very full-on uh, topics. Um, that you have to obviously see a number of times because you replay the same 12 minutes mm-hmm. pretty much over and over again. Um, having said that, it is just the kind of game that I think is it's had a lot of thought, thought put into it. It is, from what I understand, dealt with very well, but still, yeah, it could be triggering. Uh, great voice cast. You've got James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who he is, the young Professor X in some of the X-Men films. Uh, you've got Daisy Ridley, who was uh, Ray. Um, you've got Willem Dafoe, like Green Goblin. Mm. Um, awesome concept so the game itself is 12 minutes you come home uh, some bad stuff happens and you die and wake up and Groundhog Day live the same 12 minutes again but each time that you do it you learn more things and you can try and get to the end of the game and avoid a inevitable situation by using the knowledge you've got in your last playthroughs. Mm. Does that make sense without trying to give anything away? I don't want to give away storyline. Yeah, so uh, I haven't played it, but I have, again, uh, been reading reviews uh, of this game and everything. Uh, And some of the criticisms that have come out from it is that you can't skip past dialogue trees that you've already come across before. So you have to listen to dialogue and and sort of like storyline beats 
each and every time mm. through every playthrough. Um, it is a point and click adventure. So uh, putting things together, uh, you know how point and clicks, you have to like put yeah. a spoon with tuna. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, I'll eat the tuna then. And then the tuna gives you food poisoning and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing isn't very logical either from, mm. from the reports I've reading. Uh, a lot, it's really divisive. A lot of people like it. Um, some people really don't like it. One of the biggest criticisms I've had <laughs> is that um, James McAvoy and uh, Daisy Ridley are both English, yet they get them to put on uh, American accents. Having said for that, no reason. James McAvoy's American accent is pretty good. But for no reason. But yeah, there's no reason. Like, there's no reason he's, they have to be American. He's like mad Scottish too. He's a Glaswegian dude. Yeah, like th there is absolutely no reason for them to put on accents and they just did for whatever yeah. reason. Um, so, I'm yeah. Worth a go. I'm going to check this game out purely because I think it is going to be a. It is, like you said, it's device. It's device. Oh, I can't say that word. Yeah, cool. But I think it's going to be important. Yeah. Yep. Right. Do you know what else is important? What else? We have a Discord, as we I do. mentioned. You can uh, join us by going over to hackthedino.com and following us on our skill tree. You'll see the Discord button. Press that. Come on in. It's free. Bunch of lovely people in there, all having a fun time. With lots of pictures. We share pictures of, of our collections and all. Anyway, we asked them if they've got any questions for us two weeks ago. And we had to skip it because we ran out of time. But we're doing a little bit better with time this week. Now we've got better. questions. So now we've got questions. So we're going to answer some questions. So I'll kick it off first, Floppy. <laughs> Go for it. Dylan the Villain on Discord has asked, What was the absolute worst game you've ever played? <laughs> okay i think most people in our discord probably know where i'm going with this because it's been of a running joke since i've uh since i played and reviewed for heck the dino fast and furious crossroads <laughs> and i'm sure everyone is knowing knows i'm gonna say fast and furious crossroads mm, that's right because it's the worst game i've played mm -hmm. up until this weekend oh up until this weekend up until this weekend just gone what have you what have you what what I played a little yeah. game on the Switch. Yep. Uh, because my son is mad about this, uh, we'll call it franchise. Mm -hmm. Great franchise. Mm -hmm. And a little game came out. And I thought I'd play it. I played Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Oh, oh my. How, how'd you go with that? Oh, it's not setting foot on my TV ever again. <laughs> what, you don't like the no. Power Ranger Ryu or Power Ranger Chun-Li? No, look, it's it's pretty rubbish. You know, if it I, even looks rubbish. If I, I knew I, you were going to bring this up, I would have found the video. They did a live action video promoting this. Yeah. They had actors playing Chung Lee and Ryu and uh, Bison, and it, it's awful. It is awful. Um, it plays. It's a fighter. It's mm -hmm. a fighter game. I struggled to make it through the training because I find it, what is it? What's so bad about it? Like, oh, it, look, it looks rubbish. I feel like the characters move through each other. They don't hit each other. Um, it looks like a... So I'm playing it on the Switch and it looks like a PS2 game. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, you know, that's to be... The, the controls were dis, like almost disgusting. Like, I couldn't do most of them. And I'm not... Like, I'm not saying I'm a great fighting game guy. Uh, Triple Indie in the chat has just said, tell us you suck at fighting games without saying you suck at fighting games. <laughs> Floppy. I always do. I suck at fighting games. <laughs> Uh, but I couldn't even do these moves, man. It was just rubbish. Yeah? Yeah, I, I hate it. Uh, worst game me, I ever played. One game, I've spoken about this in the early days of Hack the Dino. It's still the worst game I ever played. Um, so when Jazz uh, backed um, Hollow Knight when it was still on Kickstarter, 
Uh, she obviously got a code for the Wii U, but then it was transferred over to the Switch when it came out in there. Uh, but the codes that were sent out uh, by the, the company who was dealing with all of them sent out the wrong set of codes. So instead of downloading Hell Hollow Knight, I downloaded a game called Grab the Bottle. <laughs> is that a euphemism? No. So what it is, is a game where <laughs> there's a bottle in one corner of the screen and obstacles and you've got this hand that's like Mr. Fantastic and you have to snake your way over this two like uh, like this 2D <laughs> thing and grab the bottle. And I got to say that game is fucking shit. How long did you play it? I played it for a good 15 minutes. That's uh, the, 14 minutes it, too like, long. The art is so bad I want to vomit by looking at it. It makes me physically ill looking at this disgusting dirty drawing. Um, <laughs> it is the the music if you can call it that is just like a bunch of it, this game is fucking pus it is uh urine in the world of gaming and i'm sorry if the devs are listening but be better because that's a rancid piece of shit shit maybe we'll play power rangers again <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit rude all right you want to hit us with the next question floppy uh next question is from game boy dad Game Boy Dad. Uh, Game Boy Dad. And is, when is piracy of Nintendo games acceptable? I assume you mean in our opinion, not like legally. <laughs> yeah, hang on. <laughs> I lost the lawyer. Uh, so for me, when is piracy in Nintendo games acceptable? I think in terms of games, preservation of games that are no longer for retail sale. Uh, so for example, saving the source code um, or saving a game and ripping the source code or the game onto a computer so it can be backed up and saved and preserved for generations so we don't lose that game. You've got the old story of Final Fantasy VIII where the original source code just doesn't exist anymore. They lost it um, and I believe that's why we haven't seen a Final Fantasy VIII remake where we've seen remakes of all the others uh, or at least those older ones. Um, very, very important to preserve this sort of stuff. Back in the 90s and the 80s, no one paid any attention to game preservation because it was just our stupid kids' things. They're not important. So now you've got places like the Video Game History Foundation, uh, Frank Zavoldi uh, over there in America, who's going through great pains and lengths of digitizing as much of this early stuff as he can. Uh, for example, like mobile games. There's mobile games that just don't exist anymore um, that came and went because no one bothered to, to back up the source code or anything. Yeah, but they're just uh, mobile games. Yeah, as Triple Indy is saying in the chat, no source code before like mid two thousands exists. So this is this is what happens. You need to archive this stuff. Um, that is when it is acceptable. When do you think, Floppy? Uh, I'm pretty much of the same same thought process. Like, I it's no secret I have a number of modded consoles and stuff. Um, I will only mod a console or pirate a game once the company that has made them stops making them. Yep. Once they're not making money, let's say, we'll say, I mean, Nintendo was used as, a, as an example in the question. Once they stop releasing uh, new games on a system, Nintendo, then I'm, I'm called a pirate them then because mm. I'm not taking any money out of their pockets. Yeah, they've got their money. They got their yep, return. They've stopped doing it. They're not, okay, we're not making Wii games anymore. Then cool, mod the crap out of your Wii. Mm. Not making Wii U games anymore, mod the crap out of them. Yep. And quite often those... Um, Older systems, if they are internet-based as well, they uh, shut down the servers. So like, yeah. it can't be bricked anyway. Um, yeah, so for example, Triple Indy is saying licensing jails, uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2. 
amazing game on uh, the Saturn. At, was it the Saturn or the Dreamcast? I think it was Dreamcast, actually. Dreamcast and the um, ex- original Xbox. Mm. Super great game. Freaking amazing. Can't get it anymore. It's locked away in the vault because of licensing. Um, yeah. yeah, so I can't wait to get that on my freshly modded Xbox. I'd, I'd love to say that I'd do it for such a noble cause as Archival. I mean, I don't. I, as much as I love Archival, I'd do it for me. Yeah. Like, I won't lie. But, for me. Uh, all right, yeah, you do it for you, but it's still a backup copy of all those games. Correct, it is. Like, so th- that exists there. Mm. It is, and it's there forever. Yeah. Like, well, as long as it's working. Yeah. But yeah, all right, what have we got for number three? Number three, We Are Robots. What do I think's in the chat tonight? Oh, that's disappointing. You should check out We Are Robots, everyone. They make some amazing... Did you see the controls they made for Bethesda's giveaway? Yeah. They were fantastic. Um, We Are Robots. How do you rate 2021 for gaming out of 10? Floppy, what do you think? Uh... So far, I I like the way that 2021 is going and the fact that it, we learned a lot from 2020, mm-hmm. from things like Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that we're not just ramming games out uh, every week just to, to meet a use-by date, essentially. Yep. Uh, just for the sales to keep the share. Yeah, so happening. not looking at the, the actual games that are being released. I'm looking at it as more of a, the gaming culture and the release of games and the production and how much that's changed in 2021. And I really like it because I think 2021 for gaming as a culture, as a business, is way more healthy mm. than it has been in previous. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it like that as opposed to the games that are coming out. Yeah, finally, some of the, like, because of the global bastard that's going on at the moment, mm-hmm. um, we are seeing people having to work from home and yeah. sort of realize that they don't have to do crunch as much because crunch is a horrible thing. Um, it's a lot of unpaid hours to get a game out to meet deadlines so some guy can buy another yacht. Um, you need to look after people and I think when you have such a horrible disease ravaging the world uh, and you know taking many people away from us before their time, you just need to sort of realize that work isn't everything and games aren't everything and it's really important that you have a good quality of life yeah. um, in your chosen profession. Uh, I personally, well, what would you give it out of 10? Just as a whole, 2021. I mean, if you want to whack a number on it, let's, uh, let's give it an eight. Yep. I was going to say seven and a half, eight. Uh, some really, really good games have come out this year. Uh, a lot more have been delayed as Floppy found out in his fantasy critic. Um, like seven of them. <laughs> out of 10. Uh, but uh, yeah, as you said, the, the what's happening behind the scenes is a lot yeah. more important than what's coming out. Plus, you know... There's been a global pandemic for over a year and a half now. A lot of people are working from home still. Like there's been a resurgence, second, third, fourth uh, winds of this horrible virus. Um, Things are going to happen. And plus, you can't tell me, anyone who's complaining about the lack of games in 2021, you look at me dead in the eye right now, right now, and you tell me you don't have a huge backlog that you could work through. Like, seriously. Did I tell you how many physical games I've got at home now? How many physical games do you have at home? Way too many that I'm not... Gonna actually, I just thought about this and I probably shouldn't say it on live, <laughs> on, on, on live streaming. Yes, mate. You've seen the library. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, what's next, Floppy? Uh, next one is from Triple Indy. Triple Indy. And he said, what popular game or franchise mm-hmm. uh, would you gladly Soulstone sacrifice to bring another back? Interesting question. Well, do you want to guess what mine is? I've only mentioned it about three times last show and twice this show. Oh, I guess you're bringing back Chrono Trigger. I'm bringing back Chrono Trigger. But what are you going to sacrifice, though? 
what am I going to sacrifice? What one are you going to sacrifice? What popular game would you sacrifice uh, to bring another back? Popular um, game? I missed that. Popular game. Sonic. Oh. All of Sonic games. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sonic. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. I get Chrono Trigger back. Sonic, go to hell. Bye. I think we're going to lose a social media manager for that comment. Uh, uh, I think you're losing him right now, <laughs> letter by letter, as he comments quite heatedly. Okay, what would I... What would I... So I read that differently, actually. Ooh, what would I say? First of all, what would I like to bring back? Mm. I want to bring back Space Quests. Space Quests? Yep, I want to bring back Sierra Adventure Games. And I want to bring back, not the point and click ones, text text ones where you had to type. Oh, God, why would you do that? Because I like shit stuff, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm getting rid of? What? Death Stranding. That's fair. <laughs> that was a whole... There's a whole, That takes up a whole lot of gaming space. Poor Kojima. Not poor Kojima. He's got a lot of cool stuff. He poor Kojima. Okay. Uh, back Game, Boy Adventure games. Game Boy Dad has asked, again, is there a place for microtransactions in games at all? Controversial opinion. Yes. I completely agree. Uh, I do. However, I think, yeah, absolutely there is. Um, as long as it's not pay to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cosmetic. Like, take Fortnite, for example. I think Fortnite have microtransactions done the Perfectly. way they should be done. Yep. You do not need to get them mm-hmm. at all. You can quite happily play the game and it does not change without spending a dime. Correct. Or you're like Ben and I. Sometimes you like to throw some money at things to get stuff that looks cool. Look, when they throw things at me like Street Fighter characters or Kratos. Ripley. <laughs> Do you get the Xenomorph as well? Yeah. See, like, you know, it's not yeah. our fault that we have nostalgia and vices. I'm all for uh, microtransactions as cosmetic things and things like that that don't affect gameplay. Yep. See, I'm for um, microtransactions similarly. Uh, but I'm also for microtransactions in that it helps uh, the developers sort of get what they're uh, owed, if that makes sense. Especially things like Fortnite when they, they'd release the game for free. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, a whole model, which is Yeah, very, and very I know they're billionaires now and that's yeah, cool. But yeah, yeah, But uh, cool. no, I, I just think that um, if it's a way for developers to actually earn a little bit more money, so you bring out a deal. So like Ghost of Tsushima, for example, um, they were able to sit down and bring out a extended little uh you know three four hour play along uh main path play along which you know keeps people in jobs because yeah. quite a lot of the time these developers aren't full-time people they're contractors so if you're contracted to do a job and then it gets some dlc because it performs well that's you got more, more income job. for you. you got more work um so i'm all for those microtransactions it's when mm. they become played uh pay to win that i have the problem like no, we yeah, saw with know. the original battlefront 2 yeah like that's that's not in the like I've got the biggest coin purse, therefore I'm going to win. That that's just taking the spirit out of the what game. What about if we extend this a little bit to DLC? Well, that's kind of a little bit thing. content. It's, I wouldn't class it as microtransactions, but you know, season passes that you pay for to get extra content that could or could not have been just included in the original game, depending on how big you think that game should have been. Blah blah blah. Well, it depends if they hold DLC back or not. Well, I think. I mean, you could say that all of it is um, held back, I guess. If you've got a game that's substantially short and then you can get a season pass for it, I'm like... Mm. But yeah, that's a whole other question. All uh, right. Um, Afrinix. Afrin- Af- oh, 
Far out. Yep. Yep. How many more years do you think it will be before we finally overcome the uncanny valley in gaming? You know, I reckon we're almost there. For me, it's teeth and eyes. There are two things. I don't think we're ever going to uncome. I think there's always going to be some form of uncanny valley. You ready? Yep. And I think it might change what it actually is. They might master one thing. It might screw up something. Every time we change uh, hardware, something is going to... There's always going to be an uncanny valley thing going on. Mm. Because we're looking at a 2D image. We like, know in our brains honest. that it's not real. Yeah, something exactly. hardwired in there. Is, there. We're, our brains are going to find something in there that's odd. Mm. All right. Uh, Anto, uh, very special boy. Anto. Very special. Oh, he's a very special little boy. Who would win in a fight? Shigeru Miyamoto or Todd Howard based on their creation? Can we say our answers at the same time? Okay. Three, two, one. Shigeru Miyamoto. There, there you go. go. Uh, I think because, quite frankly, you've got Mario who can turn into a literal giant and step on you before firing you with a fire flower or, um, like, just pick you up and eat you. Yeah. Easy. There's wins everything. Plus, Todd Howard's would just glitch everywhere. Wouldn't know what to do. Their faces wouldn't load in properly. <sighs> then he'd have to, like, make a glib remark in front of everyone. Meanwhile, Mario's just going, Eh, love me! I, I eat you! <laughs> Ooh, yum! <laughs> Finally. Me? You? You? you. Me? Me? I'll say it if you like. All okay. right. Mike Town says, mm-hmm. uh, if you could eat one mythical creature, mm-hmm. what would it, which one would it be? And, part two, which one would make you cry if you were forced to feast on it? Uh, I would eat Lugia from Pokemon. Uh, actually, really? Not Lugia. No, he'd probably be a bit tough. I reckon Oho. I reckon he'd be a good chicken tasting boy. Um, good old Oho, just uh, sitting there eating some stuff. All right, I would eat. It's not a video game character, actually. Well, I'm sure it's appeared in one of the video games because he just says mythical creature, Buckbeak. Who? Buckbeak. Oh, from Harry Potter. Yep, that thing just looks like a giant horsey chicken. Well, it's the same as um, uh, 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 Oho. Okay. Yeah, big old mythical phoenix. Which one would make you cry if you had to feast on it? Um, Dobby. <laughs> I'm oh. Dobby. As you just like skewered him through the butthole and put him in a... Mine would probably be Yoshi. I'd cry if I had to eat Yoshi. Uh, yeah, I'd like to eat a dinosaur. I'd like to know what they taste like. Chicken. No. Oh, maybe, actually. Probably. <laughs> hey, you know what it's time for? Braydan versus the world! Now, of course, Braydan isn't here, and uh, his replacement for this evening, Jasmine, has no idea about video games, so we're going to do Braydan versus the world. Well, that's the truth. Uh, You just want the points, you selfish man. I really do. Uh, I'm going to play the song, and Floppy has five questions to try and guess where it's from. Can I unmute it now? Yes, you unmute it now. Okay. if he gets it right, he gets the point. If he gets it wrong, well, it depends how wrong he is. <laughs> Whether I'll decide to, like to Braden or not. Yeah, if you pull another footloose out. Um, Grease. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who are listening to the very first time, thank you for coming this far. You get a shiny gold star. Come into our Discord, I'll give you a gold star. Uh, <laughs> that's that's I have... what the kids call it these days. <laughs> yeah, it's heroin. I have four songs. Uh... From video games, past, present, or future. I will play the first bit of music from the first song. Floppy has five questions to ask to try and guess what game that song appeared in. Uh, At the (laughs) current moment, I believe the scores are... 
Brayden on 25 and the world on 26. Usually Brayden's here and uh, he uh, he helps out, but he's not here. He's too busy receiving an award for being a wonderful man. I'm just going to go, I'm going to answer Game Boy Dad. Yes, you can totally ruin it today. All right, here we go. Need all the help I can get. Song. Oh, and because this is a Super Nintendo special, all these songs are from the Super Nintendo. Of which I've owned for about a year and played like four games. Well, you had 30 years, Floppy. It's not our fault. Here we go. I Song like number one. Almost. Floppy, question number one. I was about to ask what console it was fucking on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the n main protagonist? Uh, actually, it doesn't have a protagonist. Mm. Really? Really. What style of game is it? Uh, it's like a, a building sim. Um, oh, what console? <laughs> Um, okay, a building sim. Mm. What? I'm going to use the word tools, but mm -hmm. I mean like what kind of gameplay tools do I have? What do you mean? Like, um, I obviously don't have a weapon. What sort of controls do I have? Well, you have a, a mouse cursor. Okay. And you, you place different items <laughs> around the place. <laughs> Question number four. Is would this be a SimCity game? Yes. I just realised I can ask questions on this brain card. <laughs> okay. So question number five. SimCity. Yes. Well, yes, yes. SimCity. Yes. Congratulations. I just realised I can ask the dumbass questions. <laughs> and right. I know you were about to say something else. I thought, no, I'm going to cut you off there. Uh, so what? Thank well, you. twenty-seven. There we go. <laughs> World goes to 27. Braden's Sorry, 25. I don't know the composer for that one, Anto. <laughs> uh, you, you really lucked into that first question there as well. Oh. All right, here we go. Song number two. Bloody foolish. <laughs> okay, question number one. Um, what style of game is it? It's a fighting game. Have we mentioned it on this show? No. Oh. Did it come with a different colour cartridge? Yes. Is it Killer Instinct? It's Killer yes! Instinct, Floppy! Oh my goodness, you're two for two! <laughs> it's amazing when there's no competition. <laughs> when you're relaxed. <laughs> yeah, not freaking out about Footloose and shit. <laughs> okay, here we go. Song number three. It just goes on like that. Oh, okay. Question number one. All right, I'll try to ask a different question. Um, what style of gameplay is it? It is a platformer. Um, is it a Nintendo licensed character? Yes. Is it a sequel? Yes. Mm, I really want to try and get it before the fifth question. Is it a Mario game? No. 
It's a platformer. Mm-hmm. It's a Nintendo licensed character. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Is this a Kirby game? No. Okay, you have to guess now. Fuck. Um, so, it's a platformer. Nintendo mm-hmm. property. It's a sequel. I've got your other two questions. I can't even remember them now. It's not Kirby. It's not Mario. It's not Mario. It's not Kirby. I'm drawing a super blank now. Yeah, you can't go through all the Nintendo characters in your head? No. I know you're trying to give me a clue, but I can't figure it no, out. No, I'm not giving you a clue. Oh, okay. I'm trying to keep circulation um, in my hands because it's quite cold. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It's freezing, mate. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, is it full loose? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, if I don't know, I'm going to say full loose. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Dude. I thought you had it. I thought we... I, didn't I ask if we'd mentioned it on this show? That was the last one. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was the last game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I could have sworn I asked if we mentioned okay that was the last song oh you know what because you're in the lead I'm going to give that to Brayden do that yeah do that give it to Brayden I sh- yeah I should have got that so Brayden's on 26 was on 27 All okay right, here go. we go last song you ready yep here we go one you've never played this game who do you play as ben uh you play as a boy well you can play as other people but primarily a boy do you have red hair you do have red hair is this chrono trigger Trigger! (laughs) (laughs) man you got three out of four i will say like okay yeah how did you know that was chrono trigger uh i'm pretty sure i've heard you talk about it or seen trailers enough of it that you know that music? No, I mm, I recognise the music and I assumed it might have been. And the red hair. If I got the red hair thing, that's good. It's well, a yeah. lot easier when you can ask questions that doesn't tip it off to another person. Uh, Jazz, you said you knew what that was. I'm assuming that she's heard you play it like a bajillion times. Jasmine, come on microphone and, and explain yourself. She's, she's heard it played in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I listen to video game soundtracks in the car, so what? <laughs> I listen to Footloose in the car, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, people... Am- it is amazing how quick that game is when it's only one person. People of the World Wide website. You've just been outed as a nerd, by the way. <laughs> I host a video game talk show, and now... Oh my god, he's a nerd! That guy wearing a Spider-Man jumper and has clicked video games is a nerd! Oh dear! We've been Hack the Dino. This has been our talk show, where we discuss video games past, present, and future, as well as giving interviews, reviews, and predictions on all things video game. I'm Ben Rosenthal, one of your co-hosts. You've been listening to me drivel on for the past amount of time, and for that I am truly sorry. I hope that bleeding clears up soon. Floppy, what yes, do you mate. do on the side? Uh, <laughs> well, that's illegal. <laughs> um, but uh, legally, I do Instagram. Now, yep. I haven't been super active on there lately because, you know, life. Yep. Uh, but you will find me on Floppy Plays Glam. Floppy Plays Glames. Ah, every week. Floppy Pay... Play- oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Don't. Floppy Pay... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> floppy. Plays. Games. Mm. 
Uh, well, you will see me post pictures, possibly. <laughs> you just keep making it hard if you're Yeah, I know. Super snooper. Uh, of games that I've picked up, accessories, things, cool gaming-related stuff that I've picked up or I'm playing or I've seen and whatnot. Man, that was harder than it should have been. That's what she said. Um, yeah, I've been watching The Office a lot lately. No such thing, mate. <laughs> Uh, you can catch me over at Mr. Benjam on Instagram or at Ben Rosenthal on the old Twitter, or you can head on over to gpn.gg and check out the Xbox Legacy cast where I talk about all the retro things for Xbox Legacy. We're doing Psychonauts 2. We're recording that tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, it should be up and ready for you to consume with your ear hair. Um, I also have a little side project I like to call Bad Game Arts on Instagram and Twitter, where I find all the horrible and weird and sometimes real scary art of the 90s video game scene. Some of it makes me wonder if any of those artists understood anatomy. None of them did. At all. None ever. at all had like, any have idea. Have actually ever seen a real person? Nope. No, I, I still maintain that a lot of the time these video game covers just got like the intern in the office to just draw a picture of Katana. And why were they all airbrushed? Uh, who knows? I love airbrushes, but there's a time and a place. But you, you agree by going to, um, you know, uh, Bad Game Arts on Instagram and, and Twitter that uh, that's some bad art. There is some bad art. Bad art. Anyway, uh, until next time. Oh, you should also check out Millennial Movie Talk where you can see uh, Braden's live review of his uh, Order of Australia medal. It's yeah. about this big. It's like Flavor Flav. It says best person ever on it. Just a wonderful human being, Braden Dixon. Um, you should go check Handsome out... Handsome man. Uh, go check out their uh, their podcast, Millennial Movie Talk, with his, uh, with their friends. Uh, and <clears throat> have, a, have a good time with the latest recipient of the most prestigious award, Australia... Uh, people can can get. I really like his hair. He's got great hair. He's like got you both have hair. really good hair. Thanks, mate. I'm super jealous of it. I'm I'm not even ashamed of my greys anymore. No, you shouldn't be. You look really suave. Yeah, man. I look like freaking sick Pierce Brosnan, but cooler. Yeah, I uh, I like the way that I'm I'm very quickly turning white. So as soon as the beard turns white, it's going bushy time. Are you gonna go like full bushy beard white? Like I'm going Kratos bushy again. Ooh. Remember when I had the Kratos beard? No, I never saw that. That's before your time. I had a big Kratos beard. I had a massive beard. I used to be able to fit 27 pens and pencils in it. That's what she said. That was um, that, that's weirdly the out, sexual. That, that's, that's, that's where just, you... Just, you just, just want to say you want us to say worse All right. stuff? I'm just, waiting for Ben to put his mask on. <laughs> you, you want you just, put your... That's, that's later. That's, that's, that's special time. I'll put that, it on. What, don't, no, don't... No.